Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. America needs a tidal wave of the old time religion. I have sinned against you. How dare you? We have no need to doubt God. The heart of Babylon is preparing the nations to receive the Antichrist. I didn't even build that house with money from the church. I built it with money from my book. I don't make this stuff up. Repenting of your sins. It is a moral issue. They got together and swore a pact to the devil. I just enjoy seeing people worship, praising God. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Believe It or Not, the show where we believe it. Or perhaps not. Don't. Don't. Yeah. And uh, we're here for another week of, uh, oh, fun times and fun happy times. memories, yeah. which I feel is what the show is all about. Yeah. <laughs> it's all been fun. Last couple of episodes have just been light and fun. Uplifting, Uplifting. stories oh. of joy and happiness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Sorry about that, folks. Yeah. We'll, we'll bring it down now for you. Yeah. Yeah, or will we? Yeah, we will. We will? Yeah. Okay, I figured. I mean, I'm sure there'll be some uh, some things where you're like, ah, uh, fuck that. But for the most part, I think... Um, Listen, I know you guys at home can read the episode description, but I can't because yeah. it's not here yet. It's true. So you know what's coming. I don't know what's coming yet. Hmm. Uh, but I'm ready to find out. Uh, Unless you want to get into something else No, first. no. Let's let's start with the question. Okay. Uh, here's the question for you. <laughs> do you like that old-time rock and roll? That's fine. Yeah, do you ever put that record... Uh, pull that record off the shelf? Uh, every once in a while, you got it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I should have looked up the lyrics to that song first. Yeah. Uh, does that music just soothe your soul? Uh, well, I don't know about that. Oh, okay. I don't know if I necessarily have a soul. That's true. What? What? Like, how are we defining soul? Well, I, I always go by the doctor, uh, Doctor Who's definition. Uh-huh. Is, uh, it's just your story. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's, there's not a physical soul. It's more like kind of like the... The, idea, the overall perception the idea of who of you. you are. Yeah. Okay, well then you can't so really soothe it. Yeah, that's true. If so, that's the case. Yeah. I'm but, just saying, so... No, you're right. No, you're right. So, uh, fuck that song. Right, because you can't soothe, like, a nursery rhyme. Did you soothe Mother Goose's books? No, that's true, you can't. So, you can't. Yep. Yep. But, um... But, uh... Bah, bah, bah. Sorry, so, Bob no. <laughs> Seeger. Bob Seeger. Uh, so every every uh, episode or so, not every episode, but most episodes, we have something called the Christian Christian Rock Lyric of the Week. Right, we do. And I thought, well, you know, what we never talk about is, like, Christian Rock and the origins of where Christian Rock, from, where it came from, and what it is. So let's, what let's it dive is, in. What it is. What do you know about Christian Rock? Uh, it's uh, Rock for the Lord. Rock for the Lord. Uh, rock for His Rock. Mm-hmm. Or that rock is your rock. The rock, rock for the rock. A lot of it's bad. I think we all right. agree on that. I heard a story that uh, the band Chevelle got signed to a Christian label, and they only did it so they could get signed to a label. Oh, really? I don't know if that's true or not. Oh, I just remember hearing that. Yeah, I kind of remember them. Yeah, it could be true. It could also be not true. It could I also know. be not true. Yeah, I think uh, there was. There's a lot of Christian bands who either like uh, started off as as a 
like you know they're religious people or some of them are religious and they mm-hmm. get signed to a christian label and then they got kind of into that christian world and then yeah. they're not really believing anymore but they have to like kind of yeah my my experience with christian rock is uh through different tv shows like king of the hill yeah where you're not making rock music better or you're not making christian music better you're making rock music worse yeah things like that and then um a few bands that kind of were uh popular for a while and then they're like they're a christian band you know like what uh, yeah. what was a pod pod yeah, yeah. they're a christian uh, band i i had a girlfriend in high school who she was very christian so i heard a bit from that but yeah. not really much at all yeah i just heard names and i'm like i don't know these people and yeah. i don't care yeah to know these people <laughs> if it's a good band then it's a good band and it shouldn't matter like what they're kind of beliefs are or like things like that i don't think it should be a separate genre i think but uh maybe i don't know maybe i mean it should be. it's kind of hard not to be when all your songs are about the same fucking that's true thing. yeah i mean to be fair most popular music is about the same fucking thing fucking. yeah but they're not purporting to have some moral superiority with that's those, true so. yeah so yeah i guess for like a definition is there's a lot of bands who have majority christian members but you wouldn't consider right. them a christian band like I guess some people would consider U2 a Christian band, but we're not really going to talk about them because it's like... Right, because uh, Bono? Yeah. Right. They're like more, you know, just a band. Creed was never really under like the Christian label. They kind e- of were on the fence though, Yeah, right? they were Christians or... No, Scott Stapp's Christian. I don't know about the rest of the band. Right. They were never on a Christian label. They never did right. like Christian like festivals and mm-hmm. things like that that I'm aware of, but all their songs were blatantly Christian. Yep. So... Oh, I know, uh, I think we've talked about it before, Slayer. Yeah. Uh, Tom Area, I think his last name is. he, The lead singer and bass player. I'm pretty sure he's pretty Catholic. Okay, yeah. So, so yeah, there's like those kind of bands where it's like, yeah, there's Christians, uh, but they're not really like in that that world. And that you wouldn't kind of exactly sub. consider Slayer a Christian. No. <laughs> the word, so. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like, but it's, yeah, it's almost like, Christian rock has its own subculture and is part of its own little It definitely bubble. seems to be in its own bubble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about uh, the history of it. So, you know, rock and roll starts. People gyrating are like, hips gyrating for the devil. Gyrating hips for the devil. And people mm-hmm. are like, that's the opposite of Christian. It's yeah. countercultural. What's more cultural than, you know, Christian? <laughs> like what's So if they're going to be countercultural, it can't really be a Christian thing. And like yeah. the church was like, this is evil and stuff. But then you have people like Elvis Presley, who's their main rock star guy, is also putting out gospel gospel albums. albums. Yep. There's that kind of weird divide. Well, Dylan put out a bunch of gospel yeah, albums too, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, in the in the early eighties. Yeah. Yeah. He would be considered a Christian a Christian artist at, at that time. So uh, strange. Yeah. And then you have the Beatles saying that they're uh, bigger than Jesus. John Lennon said he was bigger than Jesus. Yeah. Well, Meaning, how tall was Jesus? Yeah, exactly. He was in the Middle East in the first century. No, he's a short guy. Yeah, he was probably, what, 5'3", five, 5'4"? Five, yeah. But uh, So, yeah, technically he was right. <laughs> I bet if you went to the crucifixion crosses, you'd be like, wow, these are a lot shorter. Like, you know, when you go to like a Victorian home and the door frames are like yep. a foot short. It'd probably be like that. It'd probably, like, yeah. Oh, he could have walked off of that oh, cross. Jesus was a hobbit. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it's like going to New Zealand and seeing Hobbit in there. Yeah, exactly, uh, but but so before he said that Christians, like for the most part, didn't really hate the Beatles. Their songs were kind of lighthearted and yeah, they were more acceptable for sure. Yeah, and then after that, that's when they kind of went because they're like, well, Christians don't like us anyway, and they kind of went that you know psychedelic. You know, yeah, they, they definitely seem to be a, a safer band for 
uh, the religious side yeah. of things. Yeah. So basically, at this point, like if you're if you're a Christian and you want to listen to religious music, you listen to gospel music mm-hmm. or you listen to country music. You know, there were some like really good gospel singers with really slapping guitar, like Sister. Oh yeah, for sure. Rosetta Thorpe was mm-hmm. like, oh, she's so good. Yeah, so there was always really good, almost bluesy, well, I, gospel-y. I, I think you could argue it in this in the same way. It's the same kind of trajectory that country music has taken, right? Yeah. Uh, what country music used to be is not what modern, contemporary country really is. Yeah. There are outliers. There are a lot of very, very good, like, more old-school-style country music out there. There are, there are a lot of great musicians. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's the top 40 stuff that you mostly hear. And I feel it's probably the same with Christian music. Yeah, it's true. And then there's, yeah. Well, I mean, my favorite band probably of all time is a Christian rock band, Me Without You. And uh, it's their last year as a band, too. So uh, Pee Without Poo. Pee Without Poo, I, I always <laughs> say. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, no. But I, uh, I had to turn it there. Anyway, so <laughs> Me Without You... Um, what are, what's their deal? Have we talked about them before? Probably. They're probably. my favorite. They're, okay. they're the best. Uh, I've probably mentioned them before, but they're like, uh, kind of started as a screamo and then kind of went folky okay. and then kind of combined the two. and Screamo folk? Yeah. And it's just so good. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, so, so then like late sixties though is when, you know, we talked about the Jesus movement, the Jesus people, the Jesus freaks, those yeah. like hippie, hippie guys. And they start seeing it as like, yeah, we can have upbeat, happy music because that's what the Bible says to have. Mm. And we can use the music of our time because it's, it's the lyrics that matter, not the, the music itself. And that's why Christian music lyrics sucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, you have people like, I don't know if you remember, Lonnie Frisbee was like one of the big leaders of... <laughs> yeah. of uh, that is Jesus good movie. pal, Donnie Slinky. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder that I'm sure we discussed in the Jesus hippie or the Jesus. I, I remember episode. I remember a lot of yeah. Frisbee. It's just really funny. <laughs> but I wonder if that's his real name. I'm sure we discussed that. But anyways, uh he really pushed kind of for good music that's not all about drugs and sex and, and things like that. Well what else is there to talk about? Yeah, exactly. I mean, come on. Yeah. But then yeah, so bands started coming up and so the a lot of people say the first ever Christian mm-hmm. rock band is a band called the Crusaders from Southern California, and they came out with an album called Make a Joyful Noise with Drums and Guitar. And okay. I listened to this song. It's it's not bad. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean, it's, you know, probably not the best music of its era and stuff, mm. but it's like, no, this is like a solid, like, yeah. 60s yeah, yeah. kind of underground song. Well, I, I mean, I'm not doubting that there's going to be a lot of good christian music yeah out there i just think there's a lot of bad, a lot of bad stuff yeah. too i mean but that's the same with with regular music there's a lot of really bad stuff we there's, just remember the good stuff it's true you ever go on apple music or spotify or whatever and just mm-hmm. go to pick a year and just listen to the hits of that year like there's a lot of bad music well, we just the stuff that sticks around is well that's like people are like this decade was the best for music i'm like well no it's best because you have those nostalgia glasses yeah. on and you remember the four bands that you love yeah exactly and the yeah. ones that you grew up with and yeah. then you know if you really look back on it there was a lot of shit in that yeah era too yeah it's true people do that with tv too and it's like no there's really great shows now and there was really bad shows then and mm-hmm. yeah uh, but the, the, you'd say the godfather, though, of Christian rock music, the kind of the big one that that 
went not mainstream, but like mainstream Christian was a guy named Larry Norman, who we've talked about a lot. He didn't come out of the Jesus movement. He actually really didn't like them. He didn't like the Jesus freaks and he didn't like kind of the way they were marketing themselves, like being on the cover of Time magazine, trying to make Christianity cool even though he was also kind of making Christianity cool. Right. But uh, he wasn't he wasn't like doing it in the goal of like look how cool we were. No. He was just trying to be like I'm being a normal person yeah. and I'm doing something that happens to be cool. Yeah. And he was just a good artist and he right. he wrote, you know, good songs, but he also would he, you know, his biggest his first big hit was Why Should the Devil Have All the Good Music, <laughs> which is like alienated a lot of his peers and kind of shit on people who he otherwise would have worked with as an artist. Right. And, uh, but yeah. And then his other, I mean, probably the one he's most known for now is we've talked about it before, but I wish we'd all been ready when like the rapture, we're yeah, all going to yeah. be tortured and stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> which has been covered a thousand times. Oh yeah. And another early one was a band called mind garage. And they came out with an album in uh, 1967 called Electric Liturgy. <laughs> and so, like, kind of the psychedelic. It, it's bad. I listened to it, I think too. It's, I think it's, it's so really funny to bad. think that they're like, what if we call ourselves garage? Mind Garage. <laughs> mind Garage or whatever. Because we practice in a garage and we have minds. The mind is a garage. <laughs> it's where you put the things for long-term storage. You put your car in there. That's very true. What actually. does a car do? It gets you places. <laughs> but this is when you're not going anywhere. You're just staying home. Mm. Wow. What yeah. a terrible name. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And also the Great American Novel was another song by Larry Norman that uh-huh. kind of outlaw, uh, like just talked about everything he hates about pop culture and everything right. that's like wrong with pop culture and stuff like that. He would still be today kind of spoken of as the guy who started the whole thing and the guy who inspired mm-hmm. all the artists who would come later. And then, so the Jesus people put together this Explo, kind of the first Christian rock festival in 72 and called Explo. And I think Billy Graham spoke at it. Nixon wanted to come, but they declined to invite him. <laughs> They're like, no, that's not a good idea. Uh, Johnny Cash played at it. And uh, a number of other like artists, famous artists who were Christians, and then the first few like Christian rock bands that were kind of existing mm-hmm. at the time who were not very good, but they were just like, we, we gotta do rock and roll, but Jesus style. So, <laughs> see, that's and- that's the thing that I've always found interesting because there's a lot of really great musicians and rock and roll music or just musicians in general like like johnny cash for example who were making great music yeah but didn't have to like box themselves into this idea of what we consider christian yeah exactly yeah it's just it's so safe and gross yeah it is and like as christians were kind of dropping their guard of like what's allowed as far as like what instruments and beats and stuff can we use then you know people more and more bands start coming up uh, Christian, like they couldn't have uh, 666 beats per minute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> and then so <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do a simulation of that right now. I'll I'll insert it later. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so festival started coming up for like Christian bands and stuff, but a lot of them wouldn't allow electric guitars at first. Like for the first few years of a lot of these festivals, you just that was out. So you had to have, right. you had to be an acoustic band. Well, I mean, that was kind of a thing just in general, right? Yeah. Like, when like Dylan switched electric, the folk community had a fucking heart oh, attack. Oh yeah, they didn't lost they? it. Yeah. So I mean, I, I 
that I feel is less. I don't know if that's as much it, Christian values or just like people being. Well, I think a lot violent. of yeah, a lot of Christians really thought that the electric guitar was the the instrument of the devil. Right. And same with drums, like the instrument of the devil, like drums. Yeah, cuz they would bring up like there was there's literally people now still who think that the rock and roll beat itself and the rock and roll like sound. Yeah. Co- of course they say Africa cuz they're racist, but they they say it comes out of Africa and it comes out of like demonic rituals. Okay. Well, a lot of rock and roll comes from blues. Yeah. Which was around years before rock and roll. And a lot of sounds come from gospel music and like <laughs> jazz. And, yeah. And so, yeah, but that's still something. I remember even sitting in youth group and one guy telling me that, like, actually, we really shouldn't listen to Christian rock because the beats are actually, there's a specific beat that brings up <laughs> demons. And it's like, I don't think that's true. Okay. okay. <laughs> But yeah, eventually, you know, it started becoming more and more popular. And by by the eighties is when you have bands like Petra. Mm-hmm. That was like a kind of a sticks like band. <laughs> I don't know if that's a band that you necessarily want to aspire to be. <laughs> no, like. it's true. <laughs> I mean, sticks are fine, but they're not like oh that that's the band I want to be like. Yeah, it's true. Well, and the thing with Petra is, yeah, they were like the big in churches and stuff like that. That was the cool people who'd be like, yeah, I love this band called Petra, and right. uh, and Striper was the was a big one. That that makes me think of uh, in like Beavis and Butthead and what was the neighbor kid, the really annoying one. Oh yeah, and he always had a winger t shirt. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what that feels like. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Striper was one of the first ones that just went mainstream as far as they were a Christian band. All their songs were about Christianity and stuff, but they were kind of just accepted by mainstream metal they, fans. And They were yeah. hair metal, right? Yeah. Because I, I think I've yeah. think I've heard Stripers before. Yeah. Stripers we, well, we talked about it, I think, before. last year, and then we yeah. backmatched back it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and for the Halloween episode. And then, uh, yeah, and then you have other artists, like White Cross was another christian like hair metal band and then white heart was another christian band they love the color know, they, white they right? love white purity huh yeah <laughs> i can almost guarantee that not everyone in those bands was pure that's true and then you have people like steve taylor who i still think was a great artist he produced a lot of christian albums in the 90s he was like the second probably godfather of christian rock he was one of the big ones in the 80s that right. He's the Christian artist artist, you know, like the kind of yeah, person yeah, yeah. they aspired to be. Yeah. Never really huge uh, kind of mainstream or whatever, but he was people. Yeah. People still loved him and especially Christian artists and stuff. And then also Christian. That's This is when Christian contemporary music really starts getting popular, too. So it's not like rock and roll. It's not like heavy, but it's like. Yeah. Yeah. More. You wouldn't call it country music. You wouldn't call it gospel music. It's kind of like soft rock. You know, they're the Bonnie Tyler of, <laughs> of right. Christian music, although probably not hitting the same notes. Amy Grant was a huge, a huge artist at the time in the 80s. Christian, like kind of the main Christian singer that people would go to. Michael W. Smith was another one. Friends, friends forever, when the Lord's a Lord of them. Um, just a little <laughs> treat for y'all. <laughs> what was Amy Grant's big one in the in the in the eighties? Oh yeah, El Shaddai was one of hers, and yeah, she just had like all the all the Christian hits. 
So Christian Christian labels. So there was Christian labels popping up around this time, and there's Christian, um, you know, gospel labels mostly. But they a lot of them would sign people like Amy Grant or Michael W. Smith. But it was harder for like Christian rock bands, right? And then the '90s happened, and Christian rock just kind of blew up in in the Christian subculture where it was like its own thing. It wasn't like one or two bands that you would listen to that were Christian and then you'd have your other stuff. It was like that's when people started like exclusively listening to Christian rock right. because there was so many bands and there was so many like, you know, options out there. Gospel labels started widening their umbrella and saying, Okay, we're gonna start signing these there artists. Was money to be made. There was money to be made and then like regular labels started creating a sub Christian label like Sony and Warner brothers and stuff would have their own Christian music label because again, there was just money to be made. Sorry. When was this again? In the nineties. In the nineties. Yeah. Early nineties. And then it starts. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense, right? Cause you, you had the rise of like televangelism, like really hitting its stride in the eighties. In the eighties. Yeah. And then was it kind of waning a bit in the nineties? Televangelism? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like it was not because as there were so many scandals. Yeah. So I'm wondering I'm wondering if that it almost seems like a logical extension of that because yeah. they're like, Oh, we can do this on a mass scale, we can reach a lot of people and we can make a lot of money. Yeah, that's the thing. It's cause it's that double whammy of yeah, you can say it's evangelism and stuff like that, but also you're making like a ton of money. Yeah. It it definitely I it feels connected. Yeah. Whether it is or not, I, I don't know, but it seems like it seems like a logical next step where the people in charge are kind of like, well, we got to go on to the next grift. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So you have bands like DC Talk come out. So they're right. doing like rapping and singing and stuff like that. And then Nirvana comes out with Nevermind. Yeah. And so they respond with Jesus Freak. And that's kind of... They get the same producers as Nine Inch Nails, I think. Really. That seems a very strange choice. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember who the producer was, but it wasn't like somebody in the Christian world. And they managed to record an album that just didn't sound like all the other Christian albums at the right. time. So it went huge in the Christian market and really like way different than the earlier stuff. The earlier stuff was just mostly rap and yeah. mostly like bad rap. And then like, sorry, you don't say that too people in the church D- or old school dc talk is like a cool thing to talk about no oh yeah you got that old school dc talk old school dc talk is anything before jesus freak that's when it was like um on the track <laughs> on the dc this is back beyond comprehension i believe that i failed to mention that there's a lack of recognition when it comes to his position anyways uh, <laughs> there was Carmen, of course, was awful and still is awful. Jars of Clay. I've heard of them. Yeah. yeah Jars of Clay, they one of the first ones to have that crossover hit where they were still like in the Christian world, but they also had like a big hit on the radio with Flood. And that was the big yeah, thing. Yeah, that's to, the one I, I know. Yeah. There was a Newsboys was popular in right. the 90s. So the thing about Newsboys is in the 90s, they were a lot of fun. Like, their music was, a lot of it had, if you read into it, was actually pretty depressing lyrics, but, like, right. they were they were fun songs. They always brought me joy. And now I was listening to the Newsboys, which is a completely different band. Now it's, like, maybe one of the same people yeah, yeah, are in yeah, it. Yeah. It's one of the guys, the, one of the guys from DC Talk is the lead singer now, and it's just, oh, like, all the... So they kind of cannibalized each other yeah. and formed a super band? Yeah, basically. And it's, oh, they have a song called Guilty about how... If I'm not allowed to speak God's name in schools, then consider me guilty. Like, it's just all about 
like the Christian persecution complex, and it's like it's so sad. I'm sure it was written for uh, one of the God's Not Dead movies because you know God's Not Dead was the song written for the first movie, which is a Newsboys song as well. Right. I, I find it so funny that uh, that Christian persecution. It's like nobody's actually saying you can't do these things and are attacking you. They're just trying to make the spaces more open for people who don't believe the shit that you yeah, believe. Exactly. And because uh, in the nineties, in the nineties, their their music was like shine, make them wonder what you got, make them wish that they were not on the outside looking board. And now their songs are like <laughs> that. That is pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> now their songs are like fuck you if you don't like God. <laughs> like not they wouldn't say fuck you. No, they'll say frick you. Yeah. Uh, Audio adrenaline was a was a big one for Christians at the time. Um, I hated them because I always thought their songs. Or just them bragging about how awesome they were and like humble bragging about how. Yeah. Uh, they had a, a song, which I didn't get at the time, was a response to the Beatles thing, but they had a song called Never Gonna Be As Big As Jesus. And uh, and this was in the 90s? Yeah. Wow. So it's like 30 years too really late. Really top. Yeah, guys. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they are singing about the Bible, so I yeah, guess topical. Topical's not. Yeah. <laughs> relatively speaking, it is pretty topical. Yeah. So you know what? Congratulations, guys. Yeah, exactly. Welcome to the. <laughs> 20th century yeah and yeah they had a song i'm not the king i just sing it's like yeah no we know (laughs) we never thought you were the king we never thought you were the lord um i think they mean uh elvis presley yeah king of rock and roll oh yeah maybe that would that would make more that was where i went yeah but but i mean maybe you know i think it was about how they're not as big as jesus the king again the king of man the king of man is that what it is king of man king of kings lord of is that what he is the king of the kings king of kings lord of lords Lord of Lords, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe like those Lords of Leaping from the song? Yeah, that's what it's specifically about. Yeah. <laughs> was it 10 Lords of Leaping? Yeah. And yeah, so there's also like other artists like Rex St. James is coming out and Third Day was a big one for like the... Oh, that's when he came back, right? Yeah. Right. And that was their... Uh, oh, how do you describe them? Like the low, like... Your love, oh Lord... Like they kind of, they were soulful and uh, like, they say like, what, like crash test dummies? Yeah. Like a crash test dummies. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. They were like a Christian crash test dummy. And were crash test dummies kind of Christian? Maybe. I don't know. They always kind of had that feel. Yeah. They're a weird band anyway. They are. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm singing a lot in this app. You are. I can't help it. Are you going to release an album after? I, I should. <laughs> if you want Trevor to release an album of all the hits that he sung today, uh, just email us. Hashtag. Trevor released that album, baby. Yeah, we'll record it if for you. If you want, you can do that. Yeah, why not? That's uh that's the whole hashtag. Hashtag Trevor released that album. Trevor baby. sings the Christian hits. Yeah. <laughs> okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And you know, that's true. I... I do walk around my apartment singing Christian songs. Actually, I listened to, as I was writing this, I just had a, I found a 90s Christian playlist on Apple Music and put that on. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. You should put your, your top 10 Christian songs up at okay. the very least. So I'll do can, that. We can yeah. all listen to them and realize how bad it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my favorite band in the 90s was a band called Hocus Pick. Hocus Pick? Yeah. Uh, originally, they were called Hocus Pick Maneuver, and then they became Hocus Pick. Pick a Maneuver? Uh, Hocus Pick Maneuver. Pick Maneuver. Okay. Yeah. And it was, they said it was like the the praying pose. That's what a Hocus Pick is. like. The, what? Yeah. But I don't know. But they just changed it to a fun name. So they were from the band from Vancouver, kind of like a alt-rock kind of group. Yeah. Uh, they were a lot of fun, and they would also go church like to almost every church in canada like they just like did youth group events and stuff and they were yeah they were nice very nice folks rick the drummer when we posted the episode where we make fun of one of their lyrics actually commented oh really on the youtube video saying yeah we were young and stupid (laughs) (laughs) those are bad lyrics are they are they still uh are they still no i don't know they're i think they're just like doing their own careers. One of them right. might be a youth pastor. I'm not sure, but they're, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. doing their own things now. They kind of broke up in the mid two thousands, I'd say. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I wore the shit out of their t-shirts. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, also at the time, so they have, you know, all these kind of Christian alternative bands and then they start coming out with like more and more Christian punk bands and Christian screamo bands, things like yeah. that. And, and then, Christian ska bands started popping up everywhere. <laughs> and like, and the, I think there was more Christian ska bands than non-Christian right. ska bands. I think that's the one genre where it, it was like kind of dominated by the Christian market. I mean, ska was already lame. Yeah. So yeah. it makes sense. And so that's when uh, Tooth and Nail uh, out of Seattle uh, popped up in the 90s. They were the kind of Christian punk and harder rock label right and like they had a lot of the ska bands and stuff too and so eventually i only listened to basically tooth and nail artists if i was going to listen to a christian artist it was going to be tooth and nail and i honestly i think me without you was actually tooth and nail as well yeah and then in the 2000s i i wasn't listening to christian rock anymore (laughs) so it's hard to say but i feel like it went very like it seemed like a lot of the Christian bands in the late 90s, early 2000s were starting to go more like, ah, we're just Christians in a band, we're going to write about whatever. And then by the late 2000s, it was like a, f- a pure definition of like most of them were doing very, very Christian right. things. It was more about like praise and worship, praising God, or yeah. making you feel good about who you are. We can come up out of the ashes kind of thing. God's going to pull us through and... Like very inspirational. That's the word I was looking for. Right. Uh, as opposed to like just like questioning life it, and things like that. Is that more to do with uh, just that's what the labels are really pushing? Kind I think of thing? so. If we're going to be a Christian label, we have other labels for bands that aren't don't have right. a, a very explicit like, like they have more money now and they're just pushing the things that they want to push. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it, other bands are 
still out there that are Christians, Christian, like you could consider Christian rock bands that aren't like preachy, like Paramore would be considered a Christian rock band really? by that standards because they're a group of Christians in a band. And uh, some of their lyrics are kind of Christian-y. Um, I think I knew that, but I don't really know a lot of Paramore. Yeah, me neither. I was never a huge fan. And then I think Lights is another one, but I could be wrong. And just different people like that where it's like they're not necessarily going for that Christian label anymore because they can get on a regular label and they can get like an, an, an audience. actual audience. So if it's <laughs> going to be a Christian band now, they're going to be very explicitly Christian. Yeah, which is, yeah. You're definitely catering to them. I, I think things in general are getting more and more niche. So yeah, it makes it's true. Sense that- which would kind of explain to you why the Newsboys now are such a different band than they were. Yeah, in the '90s. I mean, also the fact that it, it was literally a different ago. band because it's like literally different people. <laughs> that was 25 years. Yeah, ago. exactly. Yeah, they've been around since '85 too. So okay, yeah. so 35 years. Yeah, ago. the founding members. One of the founding members is an outspoken atheist now um, from Newsboys, but he was only in. He wasn't even around it in their '90s. Like main, right, right, right. Like yeah, he left early on. But yeah, so that's kind of where it is now. Um, Figured we talk about a couple of the controversies. Lots of people didn't like Christian rock or still don't like Christian rock. Jimmy Swaggart in the 80s came out with a book called Religious Rock and Roll, A Wolf in Sheep's Clothing. Oh, my God. Uh, Bob Jones University won't allow their students to listen to Christian rock or CCM. That's contemporary Christian music. CCM. Okay. Yeah. Right, right. Canadian uh, custom made. Can- Canadian custom made. Jack Tri- Chick put a comic out about how bad it is. And, yeah, just a lot of people... You know, say it's evil, and like we talked about the beat, that's another thing that like some yeah, kind of more uh, crazy people <laughs> yeah. will say that you can't just separate the beat from the Christian, you know, lyrics or whatever. That's that the beat itself or the music itself corrupts the message or whatever. People really go out of their way and bend over backwards to try and make these things fit this weird narrative yeah. that they have. Yeah. How is the beat evil? In yeah. which way? <laughs> exactly. How? I remember too, like... There's uh, no way. Yeah, there's no way. My brother was in a Christian screamo band uh, in the early 2000s and I wrote some of their lyrics and stuff. And <laughs> yeah, but uh, they uh, they did one show in, at Riverfest in Brockville. It was a battle of the bands. Yeah. And then, uh, so yeah, they did a battle of the bands and the prize was you get to open for this other band. They got uh, second place and then the band who won couldn't make it. So they ended up getting the spot. So uh, one guy was complaining to my brother afterwards, like, why do you have to be so negative? And he's like, well, all the lyrics are actually very positive and uplifting. And it's just the music is loud and <laughs> we scream a lot. But right. yeah. I mean, you could make that argument about a lot of like heavy music. Yeah. Metal in general, a lot of, a lot of it, not a lot of it, but there's a lot that isn't like murder death kill murder, yeah death, exactly kill. yeah same with rap too yeah right? there's a lot of like really uplifting things it's true yeah a few christian artists lost their faith and kind of lost their audience as a result of that yeah. um we talked about the band hawk nelson before uh-huh. um they recently the lead singer came out and said that he no longer believes in god that it was like a a long struggle for him, but he, he has to admit now that he doesn't believe in God. And then he grew up in a Christian household and stuff and always have, and now just like realizes that he doesn't 
anymore. That's got to be such a weird transition is going from having a fan base to having no fan base. Yeah, yeah it's strange because like their songs too are like, again, that very inspirational, God's going to get you through this kind of music. And, and uh, then he didn't. And he didn't. Yep. Spoiler uh, alert. Spoiler alert. Jason Barnes was a guitar player for a band called Haste the Day, like a screamo band in the in the 2000s. And in 2008, they kicked him out because he lost his faith. He admitted to the man right. that he didn't believe in God anymore, and they kicked him out of the band, which is an I mean, interesting response for your guitar player. It's not like he's the main lyricist and stuff. And No, I mean, I guess I get it. Yeah. I guess... Yeah. I mean, when it's something that's like such a fundamental part of your group. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, David Bazan is one of my favorite artists. He was the lead singer and basically was Page of the Lion. He gradually lost his faith. Yeah. So like the first album was very, very poetic and very like just well-written and it wasn't your classic like preachy kind of thing. And it was more like just a kind of a study of theology. Yeah. And then, um, as each album came out, you could tell like he's losing more and more faith. And then eventually he just, he came out and said, no, I, I don't believe in God anymore. I don't really think he lost a lot of his audience because, yeah. uh, he took them on the journey with him. And so he still has a lot of Christian followers. Uh-huh. Obviously he lost some, well, people you're yeah. going to regardless yeah, exactly right? and he probably lost them like earlier than he actually yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and there was a lot of controversy the first time he swore on an album that was still when he was a christian or whatever oh. um and it was something like oh, i can't remember the exact lyric but the basically the idea is uh he called somebody out for always steering the the conversation to be about jesus and it was right. like you're always trying to steer the conversation to the lord and you can't hear him telling you to shut the fuck up <laughs> Is is there really anything in the Bible that says anything about profanity? No. So then, what's the what's the hang up? I don't know. I remember once in uh, in elementary school because I've always had a potty mouth even as a as a believer, and I said, "What the hell?" And someone's like, "Hey, don't say that." I'm like, "Well, I don't really see a reason." Like, I, and he's like, "Don't take the Lord's name in vain." I'm like, well, "God's not name isn't hell." <laughs> so like, I understand the justification for like even though it's a wrong interpretation of taking the Lord's name in vain, like why right. they would say, you know, you can't say like Jesus Christ or whatever. Is it because um, it's impolite? Is that something that they don't like? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Cause you want the, a lot of Christians and stuff want to just portray, uh, portray themselves as clean cut right. and like but those different than the world and holy yeah. wars. And, yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Real clean cut. Exactly. A crusade. Yeah. It used to be a controversy when a Christian artist would get mainstream success. Amy Grant kind of got the brunt of that in 91 when she came out with her album Heart in Motion. Is that them feeling like they sold out or yeah, something? Yeah. Like they gave up. They stopped. Because she stopped writing. Well, she didn't. The whole album wasn't about God. So there was love songs and stuff on the album. Oh, God forbid. Yeah. And so. That you have other interests. I remember because she has a song, Baby, Baby. And I remember people singing, uh, Amy, Amy, I thought you were a Christian. But it founds out you were. In, it turns out you were nothing but a bonehead or something like that. Like it was like. What? Yeah. And people were like really thought that, you know, she sold out. She's not a Christian anymore. She's like this bad person because she had other interests than yeah. just the lord 24 7 yeah which is another thing that i find baffling yeah you like, get about some just fucking hobbies subject. yeah <laughs> like come on yeah 
Not everything has to be about that. Yeah, exactly. Get a personality that's not a 2,000-year-old fucking novel. (laughs) You could say the same about me (laughs) or this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, but we have other things we do. This isn't all we do. Exactly. This is in context. Yeah, exactly. This is like when they go to church, that's when they talk about it. Yeah. When we do this podcast, that's when we talk about it. Outside of this, we don't go on to talk about... Christian rock band. Well, you yeah, do. I do. We don't sit there and talk about different pastors and preachers. Well, well y- you do. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> but you don't. <laughs> but I don't. Um, she also got, like, there was a lot of controversy when she got divorced um, in 99. That was, an, again, people were like, because she was married to another Christian artist. Right. And then she got divorced and married the country singer Vince Gill. Uh, the next year, right, right. So right. everyone's like, "Oh, she was having an affair with him," and they. You don't know that. No, and she's like, "No, I just we had a bad marriage for a while, yeah, and we got a divorce." Well, and the Christian way is sticking with it, yeah. for the Lord, exactly, and the kids uh, I sticking guess. with your bad marriage, yeah, for being, the Lord, being unhappy yeah. and and you know not progressing in any way, yeah, emotionally or anything, yeah. Um. Katy Perry was another one that uh, she was Katie Hudson as a Christian artist. Yeah. And then um, when she walked away, people kind of said she was a sellout and, and things like that. But uh, she did pretty well. I think she did just fine for yeah. herself. <laughs> Controversy around artists coming out as gay. Vicky Beeching was a Christian artist or is a Christian artist. Uh, she wrote a lot of songs that uh, are like used as worship songs in churches and stuff. Yep. And she she said in an interview that she when she came out she thought people would some people would be upset but most people would be a little bit more understanding now cuz it was in 2014. And, oh really? Yeah, and but people were just vitriol, like just awful to her and a lot like a lot of churches stopped using her songs and Trey Pearson was is is the lead singer of Everyday Sunday, which is like a kind of a Christian alternative band. Yeah, okay. I was never really into them, but I, I'm sure they were whatever. Uh, but he came out as uh, gay recently, and he was... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Again, it, he found like some people were really accepting, but yep. a lot of people definitely not. And like, yeah. I is it is it that they're afraid that because they like a gay artist that that makes them gay? I think it's more that they they feel like they're supporting somebody who um is unrepentive and living in sin and is proud of their sin is the way right. they would argue it. Okay. And um and they don't want to supports so it's yeah somebody like that uh but yeah. they were they were fine when you thought that they were uh straight yeah exactly yeah so you liked everything about them except this one facet of their life that is none of your fucking business yeah and has absolutely no effect on your life in any way yeah but as soon as they're like open about it and trying to you know live their lives openly 
that's when it's a problem. It's, yeah. It's, it's really sad. It is really sad. Uh, Jennifer Knapp uh, was an artist I really liked as a, as a young man. She was like just a, you know, a, a nice folky uh-huh. uh, acoustic guitar, just with a nice voice and just, you know, s- soothing. I, I liked her music. She kind of dropped out of the spotlight in 2002 and nobody knew what happened. She moved to Australia and that was kind of that. And then in 2010, she kind of came back with a new album and said, I'm still a Christian. I still want to create Christian music, but I am a lesbian and I've been in a relationship in Australia for the last eight years, but I, she was friends with Katie Perry when she was Katie Hudson and they did tours together and she was watching Katie Perry's rise and stuff and was realizing like, well, why can my friend have this and I have to hide in obscurity and yeah. And she, so she came back and yeah, you know, not everybody was supportive, but some people were and she kind of, I think she's found an audience and I think she's working with kind of, Christian LGBTQ organizations and trying to kind of promote the idea of like inclusion and and things like that in. Yeah, of course. And then uh, Michael Pastens was a founding member of a band called, or like a group called Avalon, kind of like a, you know, they like a boy band type, not a boy band because it's boys (laughs) and girls, but you know, like like an acapella type group. Yeah. But when he came out, when he was uh, in the band, they they kicked out. Well, first they tried to get him to go to conversion therapy. Seriously? Uh, yeah, and he went to like one meeting, and he's like, nope. And he's like, no, guys, this is just who I am. So the band kicked him out. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... Uh, so hopefully it's getting better. Also, like, just listen, listen to artists you like. Don't care about what they do with their genitals. Like, yeah, I don't know. <sighs> And then uh, here's a controversial thing that one Christian band did was uh, hired a hitman to kill his wife. Wait. <laughs> what? So this is a band called As I Lay Dying. The lead singer, I've, Tim. I've heard of them. Tim Lembesis uh, went to an undercover cop, tried to get his wife murdered, his estranged wife murdered. Right. Uh, spent six years in jail, <laughs> gets out of jail, and the band got back together, and they're a band again. Yeah, because I've I've definitely heard of As I Lay Dying. Yeah, I I've heard that they they weren't really a Christian band. They were just in a Christian label, and they always got kind of got lumped in as right. a Christian band because like maybe some of them. I don't know. I don't know how it works, but um, yeah. So those are some of the controversies. I think the real issue though is especially in the '90s, and especially probably with a lot of families now, is that they exist because people are afraid of regular music. So parents right. are okay with Christian rock bands and they see that Christian label on there and they think it's going to be good and they think it's going to be okay for their kid to listen to that. It's not going by here. Here's a talented band. Here's a good group. It's no, like it's what's, what's okay for little Johnny and Sally. Yeah. To listen to. Yeah. And then when it's, you're not around to, you know, actually be a part of their lives and interests. Yeah. Exactly. So, and then it's, you know, subsidized by a lot of churches and subsidized by like religious people and stuff. So these bands make, you right. know, tons of money because they're call themselves a Christian band, but it's not, it's not necessarily going to be about talent or. No, it's, yeah. it's about what they can market. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. You see, oh, I keep forgetting his name, but I think it's Michael Tate, the guy from 
DC Talk that ended up becoming the yeah. um, the lead singer of Newsboys. There's a video of him praying over Donald Trump and stuff, and it's like, oh, how far we've gone <laughs> from <sighs> yeah, from singing free at last to yeah. Um, <laughs> that was a band that or a song they did was like they took free at last and then made a rap song around it. Okay, but so kind of from countercultural to praying over. Donald Trump. Right. Um, yeah, so that's that's my thoughts on Christian rock and and stuff. How, how do you feel about Christian rock? I feel like I still probably won't listen to it. Yeah. Uh, nothing's really pulling me to any of it. Mm. Um, I, I find it so funny that the names just sound bad yeah. enough that I'm just like, oh, I'm good. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, I also, I didn't write this down or anything, but I just thought of, uh, they also had their own uh, Weird Al Christian Weird Al? Yeah, so he's a... I think I've heard of this guy before. Mark Lowry? Um, our friend Chelsea loves him. Yes, I have heard of him. My dad loved him, too. Like, we liked his comedy, me and my brothers, but he's also uh, a gospel singer. He sings with, like, the Gaithers, uh, yeah. which is, like, a, for a old school group. Uh, they're still going. But uh, he's he came up with this album in the 90s where it's, like, Christian parodies of... Or parodies of Christian rock songs trying to, like, yeah, I don't know. It was uh, it's bonkers, but yeah, uh, he did all the he got all our guys that we talked about today. He <laughs> he got them good. He got them good. Wow. Uh, but yeah, so I thought it would be weird if we did a Christian rock lyric today. today. Are we doing a secular rock lyric? Oh, we should have done that. I thought I'd do another quiz. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. quiz me up. Where's our Bible? Where's our Bible? Where's our goddamn Bible? We don't have a Bible in here. Why don't we have a Bible? We never have. It's a bar. Uh, We haven't done a Christianese quiz in a while. So let's talk some Christianese. Christianese. So I'm going to say a Christianese phrase, and you're going to tell me what what you think it means. All right. Traveling mercies. Traveling mercies? Yeah. Is that like like a a, a traveling tent revival? No. 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 uh, is that a is that a a, a nun in a Subaru? <laughs> no. So the traveling mercies is when uh, is it a, a bird with a cross necklace? Oh, that'd be good. Is it Virgin Airlines? <laughs> Virgin Airlines. <laughs> so traveling mercies is when you're going on a road trip with uh-huh. your family, or you guys are or like oh, it's a it, mission trip. You need to stop to go and, to pee on yeah. the side of the road, and you start the trip by praying. Uh, and you always say, "Lord, we just pray right now for traveling mercies." It means no uh, that you don't get uh, your plane doesn't crash, or you don't get in a car accident, or 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 whatever. So before you go on a trip, yeah. you pray for, especially a mission trip, but any trip, you pray for traveling mercies. I don't know. I I don't know why. Well, I do know why. But praying before anything just makes me <laughs> yeah. so uncomfortable. Yeah, I am so uncomfortable when that happens. Yeah, every time. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't happen to me often, but the times that it does, that's probably why it makes me uncomfortable. I remember a couple of years ago at Thanksgiving, they're like, hey, Trevor, do you want to say grace this time? I was like, uh, no. And someone else was like, hey, Pastor Trevor. I'm like, it's okay. Because <laughs> I hadn't like told my family yet. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, God, we bought this food ourselves, so thanks for nothing. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> uh, what's the body of Christ? Uh, that's uh, his those wafers, aren't they? That's one. Uh, that's one interpretation. Um, uh, it's probably his ripped abs. Mm, it's the church. Oh, the church is his body. Yeah. People will refer to the church as, "Oh, yeah, come together as the body of Christ." Wait, 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 wait. wait. But, but it's then, also the bride of Christ. The bride of Christ. Yeah. The bride of Christenstein. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a weird one. Uh, unspokens. Unspokens? Uh, are these like unwritten rules that nobody talks about? They're, uh, you'd be like in a youth group or like a small group or whatever, and at the end you pray and you're like, uh, does anybody have any prayer requests? And then people say prayer requests, and then you say, does anybody have any unspokens? And then those people just like raise their hands because they don't want to say it out loud, but you want right. to go. And then you go, I just pray right now for uh, Damien's unspokens. Please don't pray for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I usually... I listen, I, I, I don't want your prayers. Unspokens were always... I, I'm masturbating, and I think it's a sin, and I feel guilty about it. <laughs> I have a crush on a girl, yeah. and I want her to like me, or like, my mom's sick. Listen, there are much better reasons to feel guilty about masturbating than thinking it's a sin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of which, be intentional with. Be intentional with? Yeah. Is this is this about dating, and you have yeah. to like, you have to have the right intentions with somebody? Yeah. That's exactly it. Got that one. I really want to be intentional with her. I don't want to like just um, just go on dates. I really want to make it intentional. So you want to go on dates with an intention to of get, married. get married? Yeah, right. What's a love offering? <laughs> a love offering? Yeah. Uh, isn't there? Isn't there like a type of octopus that uh, when it goes to mate, it just like jizzes in a tentacle and then throws it at the female <laughs> is, it like that? is that a love offering no but that should be i think that's it's something like that it, it could be a bug maybe <laughs> i'm thinking of but that sounds great <laughs> sounds like a love offering to me yeah uh is it to do with giving your love to uh the lord no not really oh. kind of but no it's more like love for a person Oh, oh, is it anal? No. Oh, yeah, that's God's loophole. <laughs> God can't see the backside, so. No, he's, yeah. he's only looking at the front. Yeah, but uh, no, it's when like a missionary or uh, evangelist comes to your church and they do a little thing and then at the end you're like, okay, we're going to take a love offering for him because they don't pay him a, a, a flat fee. So they take a love offering and then you right. donate above and beyond your your tithe that you would give to the church. Right. Um. Or, so it's a handout. Or it's a handout. Or before, like, your missions team goes to, like, Mexico or whatever, the last service, they'll, like, lead worship, and then at the end, you'll do a love offering for them to so they can get Burger King on the way there or whatever. What a gross way to put it, a love offering. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's all disgusting. But, uh, yeah, so everybody... <laughs> Um, I didn't do too good on that quiz. I got a couple, but <laughs> yeah. you know, I think I think a few of my definitions were more right than I think yours. They, yeah, I think be they honest. were better. So, yeah. Uh, wow. Mm-hmm. Listen, uh, why don't you hashtag us? Uh, yeah, Trevor, make uh, that album. Uh, Trevor, make that album. Also, add us and say what your favorite Christian rock bands were. Who did we miss? Who didn't we talk about? Yeah, and uh, if you can, make me a Spotify playlist so I can go through and listen to the best of the mm-hmm, best mm-hmm. or the worst of the worst, depending how you feel. Yeah. Um, because otherwise, I probably won't go to the effort of actually looking for stuff. That's true. Also, Starflyer 59 was really good. I didn't mention them. They're a really good band. What is it? Starflyer 59. Starflyer 59? Yeah. Okay, well, I don't know who they are, but I probably think they suck. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bye, everybody. Like us and subscribe, and I love you. All right, bye. Bye. Work, 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 Sky Moon. <laughs> <laughs>